96.5 KLH. Good morning, Dave and Doreen, along with Marcus. The morning KLH. There is a common theme coming out of 1265, and that theme is they need to start having more fun. A lot of times that's, you know, that, that's an important message. Um, but you're having fun when you're loose. When you're loose, that means you're prepared. When you're prepared, that means you put in the time. So it starts with putting in the time, and there's an expectation that everybody's going to be ready to play Sunday, and that, that confidence will come from the preparation this week. Okay, so he worked a little fun in there, but check this out. He missed practice, but yeah. he worked fun into the answer for this. I love this. Uh, this is a lot of fun for me. I miss being See? out there at practice uh-huh. today. Fun. Because I love yeah. practicing, but... Yeah, man, I love it. I live for this. I wake up in the morning thinking about this. I go to bed at night dreaming about what plays I can make right. up and piss Matt off. And, <laughs> so I just need to ask Jason Wildey, our Green and Gold Insider, co-host of Wildey and Tausch on ESPN. Are you still having fun during your job, Jason? I'm having a great time, <laughs> especially around 7.40 on Monday. Okay. Oh, oh, listen see, to you buttering us up. Let's get to this. What is the deal? He doesn't sound like he actually believes what he's saying when he's saying, this is still fun for me. It, he doesn't even have a smile on his face when he's saying it. Yeah. All right. So my first thought, because this started actually with LaFleur in the morning. We asked him pretty much just 20 minutes of negative questions. Okay. What's wrong with this? What's wrong with that? What are you doing here? What the heck does simplify mean? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So yesterday before practice, when he talked, he did mention, you know, you got to enjoy this too. You got to have fun. And I think that was the impetus for the question to Rogers, who you're right, was not like overly convincing. Mm -hmm. The first thought that I had, one of my favorite movies is Moneyball. And there's that scene where Brad Pitt comes in to the clubhouse after the A's have lost the game, and the actor who plays Jeremy Giambi is up on top of a table dancing, and there's music playing. Mm-hmm. And Brad Pitt comes in, Billy Bean comes in, and takes a bat to the boombox, and then says, is losing fun? Right. What are you having fun for? And so I don't, I think, what LaFleur's point is, is you got to work your butts off this week because we don't want to feel the way we felt again on Sunday against the Jets. But remember why you do this. And there's a great, Tausch tells a great story, but I'll never forget this. This is one of my favorite um, Mike Sherman stories. They were going through a, a struggle. I want to say it was the old four season when they started one and four. And they had this, night before the game meeting and Sherman basically turned it into this big, like sharing why you got started playing football and your favorite memories of playing football. It was just this whole thing of just remembering why you play the game and why you love the game. And then they went out and just kicked the daylights out of the St. Louis Rams. And so that, you know, again, when you've done this so ridiculously long as it feels like I've done it now, those types of things pop into your head. And I think that's possibly what Matt LaFleur is going for. Mm-hmm. But look, you know what would be really fun? If their offensive line didn't stink to high heaven. Right. And if they're able to actually block, which they weren't able to do against the Jets, mm-hmm. then they're going to win and then they're going to have fun and then we're going to be having a much different tone to our conversation next week. So are there going to be any major trades happening? Uh, not between now and Sunday. The trade deadline is November 1st. 
I know, but Aaron was talking oh. about. Yeah, he oh, kind yeah, of trading. No, I yeah, I, I know what you're referring to. Yep, I um I don't think anything's going to happen in the next couple of days. Um, look, I think Aaron Rodgers has tried to be subtle, but he hasn't done. Mm-hmm. Um, he clearly does not think that the team, as it's presently constituted, is good enough. He wants. Brian Gutekunst to be active at the trade deadline, and by active, uh, that means actually get people. Because Brian Gutekunst has been active at past trade deadlines, trying to get people, but hasn't gotten anybody. Um, you know, it's kind of the "oh, but you tried" kind of a vibe, right? Mm, like right. Ted Thompson didn't try. We got our team, we put it together. I'm not going to give up a future draft pick to get some guy that somebody else doesn't want. Uh, Goody has has allowed us to find out how many times they're in on guys. But, again, the result is the same. You didn't acquire anyone. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if that changes between now and November 1st. We know Aaron loves to have fun with his buddy Bakhtiari, but does he still fully trust the rest of the offensive line right now? No, I, not not the way it was constituted on Sunday. There's no doubt he doesn't. So there, there's change coming. I, it's just trying to determine what that's going to look like. Like my gut says they're going to try Yash Diamond at right tackle. Um, Yash, such a nice, gentle giant of a man. Uh, I've never had anyone scared of me before, I don't think. I've been scared of plenty of people in the locker room. Wayne Simmons, chief among them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seth Joyner once threatened to stuff a fellow reporter in a trash can if CR didn't get him away from him. Oh. Um, yeah, that could have been ugly. Uh, there was another player who uh, Kabir threatened to tell his wife that he was having an affair. Wow. And the player in front of all of us said, I'll gouge your effing eyes out if you do that. <laughs> Whoa. So that's when I've been afraid. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah watch. Watch yourself in those sometimes. There was a fight once with Vaughn Booker, and like he took the guy he was fighting with down, and they fell. I was in no danger, but they fell a little closer to my legs than I would have liked them to have. Okay. I was like ninety eight. Um, so anyway, so I, I very rarely I, I've been afraid, but very rarely is anybody afraid of me. But I feel like we made Yash Nyman yesterday afraid of us. Bunch of out of shape sports writers. Why? Because we were asking him questions about playing right tackle, and he was just nervously saying, well, we'll find out on Sunday. Oh, okay. Uh, and that's up to the coaches. Mm-hmm. Like, he did not want to spill any beans uh, and get the coaches mad at him. So he was afraid of us and our questions. And Yash is a really, really nice kid. So uh, my gut tells me that that's going to be part of the changes. We'll see if there's others. But uh, they definitely have to do something because, as Matt LaFleur correctly said on Monday, uh, when your offensive line, when you can't block anybody up front, you don't have a chance to do anything offensively, and that's really what happened to them. Well, I want to bring something up, and I know how much you hate talking about other reporters and whatnot, and I don't blame you, but he's an ESPN guy, Stephen A. Smith, Dan Orlovsky. They were talking (laughs) about the Packers, and he referred, I believe, Orlovsky's the first one who set up, but then Stephen A. Smith followed up. They said the Packers are soft. They said they're not the kind of physical team they need to be. And Stephen A. went on to expound on that, saying, look, we don't talk about the Eagles this way or the Cowboys or the Buffalo Bills, but Green Bay is just not a tough squad. Will that be something that will be asked of 
the coaching staff and whatnot? I would say this. I think there's a reason why, in my opinion, sports are tribal and local because the people that know the most and can inform the fan base the best about their team mm-hmm. are the people that are there every day. Those two guys, like, you know, it's their job to argue and yell at each other Got and it. whatever else. And and I'm not saying that Dan Orlovsky's uh, not uh, insightful. The guy played quarterback in the NFL. He is a guy who was working very hard to try and become something, and so he would come on our show somewhat frequently, and then once ESPN gave him all these opportunities, he did the thing that I hate in people, which is then big-time to people that helped you on your way up. But mm-hmm. That's neither here nor there. Um, which is something, by the way, that Dave Luzak has never done. <laughs> no, that's um, no, you have never <laughs> done. <laughs> yeah, neither of us has. Here's the thing. So I, I think part of that is on each side of the ball. On often on the offense, the offensive line, you got to be, you can't get pushed around, or people are going to th- say you're soft. And they got absolutely flat out embarrassed by the Jets. It was pathetic. I, I was telling Chewy today. I'm not sure I have seen that bad of an offensive line performance since the '96 team, who went on to win the Super Bowl, went up to the Metrodome, and Brett Favre was under siege all game long. He was sacked seven times. He was hit like 20 times. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was the loudest stadium I've ever been in. On defense, and I noticed this while I was watching the Jets, they are aggressive, they're fast, and they hit really hard. And I do not, I agree with those guys in that respect. I don't see the Packers defense doing that. But my question is, if you play a style, because Robert Sala plays a vastly different defensive style than Joe Barry does, if you play a style that is more keep everything in front of you, let them catch the ball if it's a short little pass, and then you come up and make the tackle, Mm -hmm. and you play this kind of aggressive, not aggressive defense, it's going to make you look soft. And so I think this defense has played in a way that lends itself to that observation. Okay, you don't think there's any way they lose to the Washington football team commanders, do you? Uh, uh, You know... Dave, you, mm-hmm. you've known me long enough to know that a young, inexperienced, maybe a little too big for his britches, Jason Weldy, who was covering a second Super Bowl in as many years of covering the NFL, got onto the media bus to Qualcomm Stadium in San Diego, California, and said of the Packers-Broncos, I'll say where the Packers lose this game. There you go. Mm-hmm. Never been uttered since, so you will not hear me say that today, but I do believe that this team is going to bounce back. I think their offensive line is going to get their act together. I think their defense is going to play against a not very good offense, even with Taylor Heineke, who does run the run as a quarterback and could cause some problems. I think they come back and they win, and we're talking about how they got some of their things fixed and they're back headed in the right direction. If they lose, and we're talking on Monday about a three-game losing streak going into Buffalo, uh-oh. Uh, you can start pushing the panic buttons. I know you push all the buttons during the show, but you can start pushing the panic button as well. All right. Time for me to push this one. Thank you so much for the time and the insight, and we will chat again on Monday. All right, everybody. Take care. Be good. You too. Jason Wildey, co-host of Wildey and Tausch on ESPN, three-time Wisconsin Sports Writer of the Year.